What is up? It's Megan, and I'm back with another episode of the Scare Photographer Podcast, a podcast where we talk to fellow photographers about their journey into their business, their struggles, their wins, keeping it super vulnerable, and in hopes that we inspire other creatives to keep going on their journey. Here's another episode coming up right now. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. We are so excited you're here. I am, this is Kate, and I guess this is my very first intro. So I'm here with Megan. We are so excited to be here. We've got a lot to kind of um, talk about today, but we want to make it just sweet and short, simple to the point, because there's just a lot to say. And on our Instagram, we asked you guys, um, you know, a little bit about your limiting beliefs. And we really want to deep dive into that, break a little bit down, um, talk about our limiting beliefs um, and just kind of uh, where they've taken us. Uh, if that makes sense. Uh, we want to debunk a little bit, help you guys break yours down a little if we can. And I think we should just get right into it. We have a list and it goes far beyond the ones that we're going to talk about. <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna down. Um, yeah, we're, we're excited. Because um, yeah. some of the ones that came in off Instagram, I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or, or I think there was one too that I was like, really? Like there was a couple that were a yeah. little bit surprising. So yeah, um, yeah we're going to just walk you guys through them. And also if you can ever, this is such an interactive thing, but if you ever wanted to like comment, um, if you've related to any of these, uh, we love to hear your experiences and your stories too. So get at us in any way you can, whether it's a comment on the podcast, Instagram, mm -hmm. our website, whatever, we love to hear from you. So um, do you want to take it away, Megan? We'll go with the first one. Yeah, sure. Um, okay. So the first one's interesting because I'm sure every single person I've dealt with this, I know Kate has as well. And honestly, um, I think it's a limiting belief that never goes away within your business because there's so much ebb and flow to running a business. But the first one is, is I don't have enough money. I don't have enough money for in like insert. Yeah. It's, yeah. And it's the biggest one for sure. Yeah. 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 I know I have struggled with this when I first started my business. I don't have enough money for a website. I don't have enough money for this fancy gear I want, or I don't have enough, like I couldn't do that because I don't have the funds. And, yeah. um, and I, yeah, to be honest, I still deal with that from time to time. So no matter how successful you are, like your income will ebb and flow. That's part of business. Um, and it's, you have to get past that because sometimes you just, not that I'm recommending you go out and like borrow money to do something, but you have to kind of, yeah, take a look back and, and, and just be like, okay, if I don't have the money, how do I make that? How do I yeah. get to that point? I love that. And I think that's kind of the direction that I was going to go with it because when I started my business five years ago, um, if you heard my intro, like my husband fucking sold his truck to yeah. make work for me. Yeah. And when that truck was sold, I was like, okay, now what? Um, I knew I needed a lot of stuff and all I knew was we had one less vehicle and I had a camera. So like what the hell, yeah. but so how do you make a business work with no money? Um, and I didn't have any, and you know, like you said, there's a lot of ebbs and flows, but I think the biggest thing, and I might go back to this for a lot of these points, but is just finding ways to work with what you have mm -hmm. and figuring out what you want to do that you think that this money is going to get you 
and then break that down and find different little ways to get there. You know, um, there's a lot to that, but money, it's like, if you, if you just sit and let money hold you back, it's like, I, yes, I understand. You do need money to start a business. You need a business license. You need, you know, there's lots that we can go into, but to do, to get to that dream, to get to that end goal. It's like, if you base it all off of money, you're going to forever be digging that. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And there's there's lots of things there's lots of things you can do for free, like right off the bat to get your business going. Like, yes, obviously you need to buy a camera, but maybe borrow a camera from somebody just to get your, to do it, your first shoot. Mm -hmm. And then you go onto the old internet and start an Instagram or start a Facebook or start a TikTok. Yeah. Um, honestly, I, I, I don't know where I was. I was, or I was at an event yesterday. Somebody talked about how one of the highest ranking restaurants in Paris doesn't, and has never actually existed. That is the power of social media. Yeah. Social media. Yeah. So I guess they, this guy had his friends like make this fake account and all went and gave this fake restaurant, all these reviews to the point where he was getting phone calls for reservations and like the restaurant never existed. And so like this guy built like this fake business just on it till you make it. It's honestly. And I think, I mean, I hate that term. And I love that term because I think a a lot of it is like, you really do have to believe not just fake it, but like, but you do like at the very beginning, if you don't have clients go out and get clients, if they don't pay you great, like they will, you need to establish that. And so, like you said, borrow a camera, rent a camera. It's a lot cheaper than, than investing in one. Um, and like, honestly, we're, I'm five years in. And even for me, there's a few different lenses that I'm kind of interested in. Um, and they're expensive. I have. (laughs) And so in order for me to really figure that out, like maybe, you know, I have just been contemplating, I think I'm going to maybe rent one or borrow one to see if I like it. So you don't, I guess just the the point with this one point is you don't need the money to make your dream a reality. There's so much to look at outside of the money. Yeah. Just believe in yourself and the money will come. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Um, Next one. Yeah. And I think the next one's fun because it's kind of mine. This was one of my big limiting beliefs aside from the money was like, okay, I live in a townhouse with my husband. I am pregnant. Like I don't have any space for this. Um, if I'm, and my thing in my head is if I'm going to become a photographer, a professional, I need a professional space. I need, uh, you know, a space period. And that's not my dining room or my kitchen and things like that. So as I sit in my living room right now, but, um, and so that was my thing. I'm like, well, I can't do that. I can't offer sessions. Like where the hell am I going to shoot them? And that's where, again, I have this trait where I just look outside of the box and I'm like, okay, I don't have a space, but I have a camera and I have a goal and I have visions and all these things and dreams. And how can I bring this to life? And so I just started playing. I started asking people, would you be open to me shooting in your home? Um, and then I found different ways to really find benefit, like real true benefits from not having a studio space is the challenge that the challenges that came from that. I've learned so much about shooting in different light, shooting in smaller spaces, shooting in, you know, so it was a challenge at first and I just like nipped it in the butt and it became something that like made my shooting technique that much better. Yeah. That also came in on Instagram, um, was, you know, feeling like you're not professional, or you can't call yourself a professional photographer because you don't have a studio space. And yeah. it might be, I don't know if it's a little less uh, now than 
maybe 10 years ago when like studio portraits were a lot more popular. Um, but I love the way the industry goes now. And I have so much respect for photographers that do studio portraiture. It's such a beautiful um, style of photography. But I know when I first started my business, same thing. I was like, oh, if I only had a studio, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. I would look more professional. And, and it's I think, such bullshit because that's not how it works. <laughs> and I mean, listen, it's such a big part of building your character too, because like to touch yeah. on that, I like, I think what for my business, if you are familiar with my work, I thrive on like, it's very personalized. And I think that you can't get that in a studio. And I've had the pleasure of working in some beautiful studio spaces, you know, throughout my career and they're, they're fun, but I thrive in people's personal settings. And yeah. so if you just limit yourself to, well, I'm a photographer, I have to, you know, have a studio. It's like, man, you're, you're just turning so many opportunities down for yeah. yourself and evolution. you got to evolve and figure out what you're good at. Yeah. And your why, like, why do you do what you do? And if mm -hmm. you don't enjoy shooting indoors, or you don't enjoy that more structured environment, then the studio space isn't going to help you. <laughs> but yeah, that was one thing that came up a lot. I was like, Oh, yeah. if only I did. Yeah. Look outside the walls, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like that. I like that. Um, that leans us into the third one, which is if I only had better yeah. gear, if I only had fuck. It doesn't work that way. No. I mean, there, to a point, I feel like, so when I first started, I literally ordered one of those, like, well, that's not true. I started on a film camera, but then when digital came out, I was like, oh my God. Okay. I went on eBay and bought one of those like flashy kits. So it was like the camera body, a zoom lens, a bunch of other weird bullshit that you don't need, but it was like, whatever it was at the time. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, oh, you get a card and you get a bag and you get like all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, like I'm going to look so professional, yeah. but I had no fucking clue what I was doing with that camera. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, regardless, I was like, no, that it was just a stupid, like in my head, I'm like, oh, if I get this, like, cause I know people say, will say to me like, oh, what kind of camera do you use? Oh, you must have a nice camera as if the camera is the thing that makes the us camera really does the our work. jobs. No, no, it's a tool. Yeah. And I feel like when you, you start your business or your, or whatever it is that you're doing and you shoot, if you find that what you're currently using for equipment is limiting you, actually limiting you like, Oh, I need a camera with better ISO range. Cause I like to shoot at night or maybe you're shut. It's not fast enough, or you want a, a full frame camera instead of crop sensor. Cause you just, but you have pushed that camera to the point where it's just not doing what you need it to do anymore. Yes. A mm -hmm. upgraded camera will elevate your business, but it will not make you a better photographer. <laughs> no. And I want to tell you a little, I'll make it quick, but I want to tell you a little story on this because Megan and I were talking a little bit about this and she kind of has a bit more of background where that has mattered. Like the gear that mm -hmm. she's had has had to be, you know, like almost as if there's like a, a, a checklist of gear that you yeah. need to be a target. I kind of, as you, if you know, my story started a little bit differently. I'm like, okay, we're selling a truck. We're buying a camera. I'm going to make this work with just this. The thing is like Megan just said, I mean, yes, you do want to advance and grow into what you the gear that you will need to do the stuff that you want to do. But like for me, I bought a Canon Rebel T6i, which 
I mean, it's a DSLR, it's a decent camera, it, but that camera yeah. rode my, like that wrote my career for the last four years. Yeah. I made the switch to a new camera, not because that was not the best of the best, but literally just because of one feature. Well, I did really want mirrorless, which is, <laughs> but I do a lot of like, um, animations like gifs and stuff as you know like chewy i took yeah. this class that i love doing them and my canon rebel i could only get like six still frames yeah. i wanted more than that and so the only reason i upgraded my gear was not to get the newest or the best of the best was just so i could create the work that i wanted to create because yeah. i've evolved into doing that and that's you know yeah so well doing yeah doing your research around like anytime you listen to us talk we're always going to talk about your why because yeah. every time I go to make a decision about something, I'm like, why am I doing this? Like, why do I need this? What, like, because yeah, at the end of the day, like if you're, you know, a sports photographer and you know, you're shooting, you know, people from miles away, like, yeah, you need a specific lens to, to do that. But when a new camera comes out and you're like, Oh, I just want to, I'll be more respected. I'll feel more. I mean, maybe sometimes you're more confident when you have a nice shiny new camera. I maybe, but that's a bandaid on a big, on a bigger problem. Yes. Yeah. And so, I think, yeah, it could be an ego thing too. I think. And like, you don't want to feel insecure. Like you're already feeling like you're like, Oh, am I like worthy enough to be at the shoot or like, yeah. do I like, do I need, I need to have this to become this. And yeah, it's yeah. just, it's, it's bullshit. You don't, it you is. don't. Yeah. Show but I like that. That leans us into the next one. Yeah. The next one that we have on our list. Is, oh yeah. 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 We're talking about age, right? No. Well, we skipped over one. Oh, did we? No, it talks about, um, that you're not talented enough or you're not. Oh, we're going to go. Yeah. 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 Sorry. And there's no, that's okay. I think that is much, but we have a few and like, there's, this is a big one and there's talent and then there's education. And I think they, some people would assume they go hand in hand and they so don't, they're so different, but yes, we heard like some people just thought, thought that they weren't quite talented enough. Um, meaning, yeah, I mean, whatever that means to you, like, and that's the thing to find talent. Right. Um, but they just didn't feel maybe that they were worthy enough to be there. Um, yeah. going back to the education, like, I come, I'm self-taught and there were so many situations where I'm like, I'm not, I'm not educated enough to be here because I didn't take this class or because I didn't take this yeah. workshop or whatever. And they have. Um, and I think that's also bullshit that you tell yourself. Yeah. Uh, it totally is. It's, is your, is your drive high enough? Is your passion there? Are you experienced? I think experience is important for sure. Um, and yeah, you got to know what you're doing, but you got to, you got to learn that at some point. So yeah. And everybody learns differently also. Yeah. You, you, you just, know, you have to start somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I, again, I don't think talent is a measure of success. Like no. who measures your talent? Yeah. Well, nobody. <laughs> like nobody. there's no measurement. <laughs> but that's where you want to go. And that's where people go into the comparison game. Right. It's like, well, she, and I mean, again, define your talent, but I know some situations, I mean, even myself, I'll talk about my own experiences where I've been, I've gotten so much done and accomplished that I've wanted to accomplish. And then I see someone else has done something and I write that the narrative in their story in my mind. And I don't even know what they're going through, but yeah. they're successful and they're talented because they're getting this. It's like, you don't know people's stories. This is the zoom out thing again, that I always refer to, but um, I think the big thing is just be so confident in what you have to offer 
show up and be so excited to offer it and see what happens. And I think that's all you have to do. Yeah. You know, easier said than done though, for sure. I know. Absolutely. But yeah, you, there's no measure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then kind of going, I'll let you touch on the one that I was trying to start into. Sorry. No, that's okay. Um, (laughs) this one I get a lot. Um, it also, I've, I've heard, I've heard this in my own brain, but I've actually been, um, I've heard this quite a few times and it came up again on Instagram when I posted out that question box was that, um, you're too old. I'm too old or not relevant anymore in the industry. Um, and I'm a kid at heart, so I don't always lean into this because I'm, you know, I try to really just stick to my own personality and what works for me, but I find that this is a tough one for a lot of people. And they'll say like, I don't know how to, um, I don't know how to relate to people. Um, and I think it's specific to the type of, um, work that you do, but I see this a lot in the wedding industry because I would say stereotypically, or like the, the age bracket for when people get married is like, like mid twenties to mid thirties, maybe, I guess. But even as I'm saying that I'm like, everybody gets married at every fucking age. Like there is no like, oh, you have to be less than 30 to get married to like, or you have to be less than 30 to hire a wedding photographer. Like, no. That's who (laughs) I, I know. I know. I know. Um, yeah. I mean, my thing is, and I, I mean, I can't really touch on the too old thing because I mean, I'm 28, I think. Yeah, I'm 28. <laughs> and so I don't look 28 and I look a little bit younger than I am. And I, yeah. I, I, at least I get that a lot. And so as a photographer, a wedding photographer, you're showing up to some of these events and people are looking at you like, what, like, what? And that's when you go, well, do I have a better camera? Like, right. it's almost like you need things to validate you because you're so... Yeah insecure about your age. And I think the insecurity comes from the projection, right? Like all of the people I've had so many experiences where they're like, Oh, this is a fun hobby for you because you're young and you're doing, you know, it's yeah. like, you have no idea, man. <laughs> like yeah. well, I was gonna say the, the other thing that came up too, so we can talk about that at the same time was that they're too young and no one takes them seriously. Yeah. So you have like yeah. the opposite ends of the spectrum. You feel like you're too old and you're not relevant yeah. to like, I, um, to relate to maybe a younger demographic in your industry or you're too you're young Mm -hmm. and people are like yeah they don't take you seriously yet because you what what do you know um and they kind of go hand in hand but yeah yeah it's it's goes back to your why yeah and I think the coolest thing um kind of going to the workshop that Megan and I attended um for me anyways so I I live in Saskatchewan um and so the creative industry, the photography industry here, um, is full of people my age, mm-hmm. to be honest. I think like Megan, you, how old are you, Megan? I'm putting you in the spot. <laughs> Remember when you, <laughs> you can answer things if you don't want to. You no, it's fine. I'm 36. Um, yeah. So you're 36. And so, okay. Yeah. So I'm not 36, but yeah. that's my point is in this, where I am, my community here, it's also like younger, I would say like my age around close to 30. Um, and so to go to the workshop, it was so cool to be able to connect with different ages and different demographics and to see like, this isn't just a big, this isn't just a thing for, for young people to get into. Like, 
Uh, and I mean, whether it's photography or whatever you're looking at, it's just, you need to kind of get outside of your head and just be excited about it. Find the excitement and find somebody that excites you and, and supports you within that and like hang tight to them. And, yeah. um, yeah, it's, yeah. It's yeah. It's hard to, I, I see a lot of, um, especially around marketing on social media, mm-hmm. like this whole idea that you have to be young or that you have to dance or that you have to like do yeah. a specific thing to, to keep up. And, um, that's not on our list, but like, but let's unpack that. Fuck for it. Yeah. Bit. Fuck it. Like, and it has a lot to do with age too. Cause I know like for me, I, I grew up like I was probably middle to end of high school before I even got the internet in my house. Yeah. That's how old I am. Um, and for me, I, like I've just embraced being myself on social media and marketing wise. Like I'm not a, like, I do like to dance and I, it's okay. Cause I'm not too old for it. And if people think that like they can, yeah. Off, um, I don't know. But like, but well, like I see that and I hear that a lot from people my age or older who are worried, like, I don't know how to stay relevant and you yeah. don't have to stay relevant for everybody. You just got to be you. And the, the yeah. people that will hire you are going to see that and be like, Oh, thank God. That person's not dancing like an idiot. I want to hire them. <laughs> good point. No, it's such a good point that you made. And I heard this, I was listening. I don't know if it was a podcast or a course or whatever. I've been diving into all of them because I think it's so important, but, um, Oh shoot. I just lost it. Oh yeah. It was, I'm the me. old one here. I, was brain. To... <laughs> brain. I got two small kids. Hang on a minute. Um, no, but the biggest thing is, yeah, no, Megan, I completely just lost. No, that. it's fine. <laughs> but just being yourself, I think is important oh. regardless of your age. Insert Kate. Here we go. <laughs> Insert Kate. I got it back. Um, yes. The biggest thing is attracting the right kinds of people. And if you're worried about and I, I mean, you hear that a lot, but genuinely, if you're worried about like, I'm just too old for this and I don't know how to align with those kinds of people, then show up, be you and say, Hey, listen, I'm 36 and I feel so out of whack being here, but I'm here and I'm showing up. And this is why I think by doing that, that's going to attract the kind of people and that'll attract people to your, to your fear of everything. I yeah. mean, it's, it, it, it looks good on you and it really helps you grow as a person. I think. Yeah. Too. I don't think there is an, an, like a bracket of age group that is appropriate for the, the photography industry. I, I just don't believe that's a thing. And if anyone says that, don't talk to them again. <laughs> Let's just move on with them. Yeah, exactly. Let's kill um, So we have one more, we kind of talked about it a little bit um, and then I'm not talented enough portion, but, um, it's about we, education. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I, like, like I said, they're, they're very, like I was just mentioning, they're very different. So, um, do you want to expand on that, Megan? What yeah. you were going to mention? Yeah. Yeah. So I think, um, both Kate and I are self-taught photographers, but I've also had lots of photographers on the podcast who have gone to school for photography. Yes. And I, I've, again, I've heard, I've said this to myself multiple times because I get asked like, oh, did you go to school for photography? Like, do you have an education? Ironically enough, I'm currently in school, but not for photography. (laughs) But I think there's this idea that you have to have some sort of form of education to be considered a professional photographer. And there's no barometer that says, like, if you run a business and you're making money, 
off of photography, you, regardless of how much it is, you are a professional photographer. Like if you have clients and you're booking clients like regularly and your business is growing, you are a professional photographer. You are providing services to somebody who is yeah. exchanging you with yeah. money in a monetary yeah. value. That is your profession. That's your profession. Yeah. You yeah. So regardless of what gear you have, how much money you have, how much ta- like whatever, you know, your whatever it is, how your age, like you don't need a form or formal education to be considered a professional, nor are you worse off than somebody that is a professional. If that makes sense. hundred percent. And you guys, I'm just going to give you a little swing into the reality of my life. My family has arrived at home. so I'm <laughs> my bedroom. Um, But no, a hundred percent. And it's so, so important. Um, and the biggest thing it just goes into knowing what you have to offer and fully believing that it can benefit somebody and help yeah. somebody and yeah. just focusing on that. And so much other things, beautiful things will fall into place Yeah. Um, yeah. by just doing that. Yeah. And if you're giving yourself, if a limiting belief is in your regular daily chat with yourself, like they usually start off with things like if only I, or because of this, I'm blank. Or it, yeah, like I'm too, whatever. Um, it's time to change that narrative because there's no, you're the only person telling yourself that. And sometimes I feel like, and I've been in this situation and I still do from time to time. It's like an excuse of why something isn't working. And it's never any of these things we just talked about. It's always something that you can change or you have total control over that you can just look deeper in. And we've done an episode on um, dream day um, or manifestation days or whatever. So those are the times where you're like, okay, if this isn't working, it's not because I'm too old or it's not because I'm whatever. It's not my gear. Um, It's because of something else. And so taking that time to like figure that out, what exactly that is that is holding you back. Yeah. The big, just get out of your own head. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think what might help, and I've done this before is write down all of the bullshit that you tell yourself about yourself. Like, yeah. And then light it on fire. And I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) And then light it on fire and move on with your life. No, but really, and, um, and have that as a reference, like every time you kind of come into a failure or like a roadblock or a default or whatever, whatever the right word is here go back to that list and be like, yeah, okay. That makes sense. I am continuously telling myself this about myself. Like you need to find, um, a little, little change of direction there whenever that comes up and, and write on that. And and change your narrative to, you know, if you are going to say something like, if only I had this camera, if you truly genuinely feel that way, you sit down and you, you spend some time working on your business and you're like, okay, yes, this is, I truly honestly believe that changing up my equipment is going to open up opportunity, then, you know, get a goal or a plan in place to fix that. Um, or whatever comes up in that time that you're spending with yourself, uh, make sure you take action on it because that will then you won't have to worry about that ever again because you've made the change. Yeah. And I think to just unpack the big things, the things that keep coming up that are very consistent, um, common denominators, right? Like if the same thing keeps coming up, then maybe it is a big deal. Maybe it is really bugging you. And like Megan said, unpack it. How can we 
get it out of there and yeah. just move on. Right. Yeah. Um, cause there's so much to worry about. There's always going to be something that comes up with having a business. So focus on the important stuff. Yeah. You're always going to be scared. It's a thing. And that's um, good. And if you're scared. Yes. You're doing something right. Yes. Just stop using any of these limiting beliefs as your excuse as to why you're not moving forward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. There you go. They stop shutting opportunities down for yourself. Yes. So. so yeah, if you have sh- um, said a limiting belief we didn't talk about today, um, definitely shoot us a message on Instagram, post on the podcast below. Um, and then if you got past that limiting belief, like we'd love to know how you did that so we can share that with everybody. And I think one thing that I really want to know is what opportunities like, what did that lead you to? What came up from, from going for that? So, and from planning those beliefs. So yes, share with us. We love to hear from you. We want to know, and we're so excited to, I guess, get another episode coming your way. We've got a lot to talk about and we're just really um, looking forward to this community growing. Right. Yep. We're excited. Thanks for hanging out with us today. That's it. Next time. Yeah. Bye. (laughs) Bye.